Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally you get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. We're here to grind out a profit in this week's 2022 Masters Tournament that tees off Thursday, April 7th. Of course, I'm here. With my handicapping homie, Nathan Beagle, a.k.a. Nate Dog. Nate, what's up? What's up? I'm pretty excited about this. Best best event in sports. One of them, that's for sure. I can't believe how like sick this Thursday sports slate is going to be. We have a full NBA slate. We have the opening day the, uh, of baseball and the first day of the Masters. I'm not going to be moving from my couch on Thursday. Uh, I just got a little more gambling work here to button up with you, and that's what we're here to do. We actually got to streamline this episode. Since most of our competitors have already published a master's preview and we're a little late to the party, but we're going to bring you guys some sharp analysis and some winners here. And to help break us down or help break down the masters with us, we have a special guest and former co-host of this podcast. That's right. Eston McLaren is making his return to bed slip and podcast. Uh, but first, let's go over a quick rundown or do the quick rundown of the bed slip and masters gambling preview. First, we're going to talk a little bit about the course itself, the Augusta National and the tournament, uh, the masters. Uh, me and Eston will both give our key betting stats before talking about, of course, Tiger Woods. We've got to do some Tiger talk. We'll uh, also discuss uh, a few of the favorites. Then we'll jump right into our picks to win. Um, we'll do picks to place. We'll do head-to-head matchups. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll allow Eston to give off, give out any player props or golf props or any other bets that we didn't cover that he might have in his bet slip. And then we'll go to the window in our final segment with our best bets. Um, before we get into any of that or bring in Eston, let me shout out the sponsor of this podcast Typico Sportsbook. They glo- they're a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast for your special welcome bonus. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to game, so please see Typico's website for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Okay, let's bring in the great Eston McLaren. Making his long-awaited return to the Best Slippin' Podcast, an OG of this podcast, former co-host and the first golf gambling sharp I've ever met, the publishing editor of Sportsbook Review, the great Eston McLaren. 
Jeff, thank you. Yeah, nice to be back. Uh, I don't know. Seeing you have divinate or dove into the deep ends of the golf betting world. So uh, glad that Sportsbook Wire is in good hands on that front. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love golf gambling. It definitely, I had to find something to scratch the golf gambling itch uh, when football went away or the gambling itch when uh, football went away. And I found golf, uh, rediscovered golf around the farmer's insurance open. So I've been betting every tournament since then. I love it. It's it's literally the best thing in sports gambling. Absolutely. You know, and NFL betters cry about bad beats each and every week. L- Rory McIlroy lost a tournament this week because a fire truck drove in front of him as he was preparing to hit his tee shot. <laughs> That's a bad beat. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to cry about a muff punt in an NFL game. Come on, get real. Uh, yeah. Golf's where it's at. It's the worst beats. It's the biggest wins. And it's a four-day sweat. Uh, you know, March Madness just ended. Yeah, the final two minutes of those games feels like they take four days. But golf, golf, much more exciting. Uh, and, you know, it's got to, still working on keeping my hopes down on Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just so much cool stuff to bet in golf tournaments. You know, with sports, it's obviously a player props, game props. But ultimately it comes down to who do you like to win the game, right? There's just so many more options in golf, so many different like ways to profit and make money. The beats are could be terrible or fun or funny, depending on what side of them you're on. I lost with a Victor Hovland outright, and I think the U.S. Open or maybe British Open because he got sand in his eye and withdrew. I don't know. I hate it at the time, but it's just it's, it's hilarious. It's That's betting on golf. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the Augusta national course and the masters itself. I actually, if we had more time, I'd want to play a game with Nate called Fortnite or Augusta, where I give him these names and we ask him if it's a Fortnite area or an Augusta hole. <laughs> if, if you haven't checked that out, uh, Nate, go uh, Google that right now. The, the whole, the whole names for Augusta national. It's hilarious. They're all cute little yeah. Uh, names. It'd be interesting how I did. I'm not. Uh, I'm not too sure. Might be <laughs> uh, tough. Might be tough. <laughs> all right, but let's start off with just talking about the Masters. Um, it's obviously being played at Augusta National. It's the 86th edition of the Masters. There's 91 golfer field. They actually stretch the course to over 7,500 yards. It measures at 75, uh, 7,510 yards. It's a par 72. Defending champion Hideki Matsuyama won last year with a minus 10. His master's um, ceremony dinner, it just looks so sick. Check that out on Twitter. Holy shit. That guy throw together a menu. uh, Dustin Johnson won it in 2020 with a course record minus 20. And Tiger Woods, who's obviously the story of this tournament, also won in 2019 for his fifth master's victory. Real quick, let's give our key stats here, Eston, uh, what you're looking at um, when you're betting this. Mine, real quick, of course, I'm looking at approach. I'm looking at uh, strokes gain off the tee, around the green, um, around the green, according to Data Golf, uh, strokes gain is or around the green at Augusta is the third toughest on the PGA Tour. I'm looking at opportunities gained. Greens in regulation gained and bogeys avoided. Is there any stats that I left out in my model or that you would like to add? I'm not sure there are many stats in golf that you left out, but that's the point, right? That's that's Augusta National is 
you don't need to be good at everything. It's which one of those areas can you get hot in for four days and not be horrible in the others. Uh, that's, that's what it comes down to. Par four efficiency, 450 to 500 yards, even 500 to 550 yards now with the lengthening, as you mentioned, uh, you know, and putting matters more here than anywhere else. And you can't predict putting. So what you have to do is just try to rule out the bad putters. So three putt avoidance over strokes gain putting or putting average is where you look at and experience, obviously. Uh, last year with Will Zalatoris and Robert McIntyre as debutantes doing extremely well. Zalatoris as the runner-up. Uh, McIntyre right around the top 10. So, you know, there's probably going to be a bit of a surge this year on people looking to back debutantes. We've got a pretty strong debutante field this year, led by Sam Burns, three-time PGA Tour winner. We can get into him in a bit. I, I Yeah, the... The surge is certainly going to be backing these less experienced guys because we saw success last year. But who knows? Uh, fans are back this year after a two-year break as well. So that's going to work against these less experienced guys probably, and especially with Tiger here this year. So, yeah, it, it's not going to be the same atmosphere at all as it's been the last two years. And that's going to be a lot tougher on these less experienced players. Sure. Um uh, the, the the golf thing, or excuse me, the, the putting thing is like the hardest like stat to wrap my arms around as like a new golf better. So the way I look at it is like the best way to handle putting is to stick that shit close to the pin from a distance. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the, the long and short of it. Right. So, um, that's, you know, like there's obviously a number of guys in this field who can do just like just that. But, um, and obviously strokes gain approach is like the first thing that most golf handicappers look at. And that'll be, um, one of the bigger things that I, I weigh into my model as well, because this is a longer course. So, yeah, it's also more difficult here on these greens to, or on these fairways to then stick it close. And it's more difficult on these greens to then stay close. You know, we have a lot of people who land their ball right where they want to and the shapes of these greens and what the speeds of these greens can be come Saturday and Sunday, the ball ain't staying where it landed. So if you, if you bounce and roll off, that's why I lean slightly to strokes gained around the green over the approach, but strokes gained off the tee is, is huge as well, especially with the added length this year. Although every single one of these 91 guys can hit it a mile. So that's, that's a little different to differentiate. It's whoever can do it the best this week. I just got to correct you there. Sandy Lyle cannot hit a mile. Neither can Larry that's, Mize. That's fair. Okay. So about 80 of them. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Around 89% of the field can hit it a mile. All right. Let's talk about the favorites. But before we get into them, obviously the talk of the tournament, Tiger Woods is going to give it a go. He's trading at uh, or going for plus 5,000. Um, Tiger Woods is one of my outrights. I insured that bet with a, 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 a small plus money bet on him to make the cut. And my rationale is simple. I'm a fan. There's no way Tiger Woods is going to play in a golf contest or golf tournament. And I'm not going to have money on him. That's it. Like, well, the first one back after a few year hiatus. So I'm betting Tiger Woods. Um, I, you know, obviously he's the biggest alpha in the sports history. So if he came back and gave this tournament a, a run and, and, and even won it, I wouldn't be surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make the cut. Uh, where do you land on this whole thing with Tiger Woods, uh, Eston? The range of outcomes is exactly that. He 
is more likely to miss the cut than he is to win. Uh, the odds in places suggest that. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the obvious answer. The guy was in a horrific car accident just over a year ago. But if you're not betting on Tiger Woods, especially at some of the numbers out there, why do you hate fun so much? <laughs> this has the potential to be the greatest sports story of all time. You're not going to want a piece of that come Sunday. So, yeah, sprinkle on Tiger Woods. There are enough other props, matchups, placing tickets you can have this week. Just go make a bunch of those and hedge against whatever bet you want to make on Tiger to win because you're going to feel awful silly sitting there on the couch on Sunday not having that extra incentive to root him on. Yeah, being like one of the few people watching the Masters that isn't completely in Tiger's corner. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> I'm, that's what, what I'm afraid of. I can't be one of those guys. Not me. Um, uh, Nate, do you have anything on Tiger Woods or have you, is that someone you're interested in betting? I know you're new to golf. Obviously Tiger Woods is one of the few names you're definitely familiar with. Yeah. I was seeing him trend all over Twitter and I was seeing most people saying how they're almost guaranteed to take him to miss the cut. And it was like, plus I think bet 365 had it at like minus 165. And there was, it was weird. So there's a huge difference. Like some DraftKings have is like minus 120. So there's a lot of variation in sports books on where you get that, uh, um, missing the cup price, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I just resonate with you guys say I, if I were to bet on tiger, I'd, I'd be bent on him. Again, yeah. I like the fun. I'm, I'm in, I'm for tiger, probably best golfer of all time. So yeah, for sure. You, you should mute or block those assholes that are saying to fade tiger. What just terrible <laughs> just juju. Follow a ton of people on Twitter. <laughs> all right. So the first favorite is John Rom plus 1100. He popped on my model. He pops on everyone's model. If he doesn't pop on your model, your model's it's broken. <laughs> this guy is, um, you know, I think he's the first ranked golfer in the world according to, um, or the world golf rankings. He's definitely top five according to almost everyone's charts. Um, I don't uh, have a bet on him. I, I just not going to get down in a plus eleven hundred with a field. Or I think the the, the top notch golfers are all pretty relatively even, um, and it's just a matter of like figuring out which one's which. And I, I don't see much value in John Rahm at this number, but I wouldn't hate a bet on him. Eston, how do you feel about him? Yeah, uh, the his number was so low. Uh, leading up to this week that you couldn't bet it at plus 700 plus 800 you know even plus a thousand to win the masters that's silly you can't you can't go chasing that number he slipped to number two in the world ranking scotty scheffler surged past him with his recent stretch mm-hmm. and we had a brief window there where we we're getting plus 1200 plus 13 uh, i think there's a plus 14 but now we've lost that or certainly over the next 40 or 36 hours, we are going to lose it because now the sharp money is going to come in on those plus 1200 numbers on John Rom, which two months ago would have seemed ridiculous. That's the problem. He hasn't won this year, even though he's been the betting favorite in every tournament he's been in. Uh, but he's not far away from being that best player in the world. Once again, either make the bet right now or we've missed it again and you got to lay off. But top 10 is an easy way to go. And there's plus money on John Rom plus or yeah, John Rom to top finish or finish in the top 10, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes back to what I was saying about Tiger Woods, bet Tiger Woods to win outright at whatever hedge that bet by betting on John Rom to finish in the top 10 at the masters, because that plus money there is something he has always done. And not only at the masters, but 
in other majors. Each of his last five major appearances, he's finished in the top 10. So that, that's a safe bet. And that's, that's a big miss by the Bucks. I think, is hanging that number out there. Uh, another guy who's in the conversation for best in the world, for me, top five guys, the second uh, best odds to win this, Justin Thomas. Uh, I'll talk about him more uh, when we get to our head-to-heads here. But I have him first on my model, first on my mixed model and my stats-based model. Um, he's going again for plus 1,200. Do you see any value in there uh, in fading him or or taking that number? It's a little low for me personally, but that's just me personally. I'm not going to tell anybody to not bet Justin Thomas. Last year, he had a T21 finish, and that's going to look a lot worse than it was. There was a rain delay on Sunday. He came out of that and shot an eight on a hole. So that's that's what derailed that. You can throw out the scorecard, throw out the finish. Each of his other finishes at Augusta National uh, had subsequently improved on a previous outing. And you know he's a former major winner. He's one of the best players in the world. That's a fine number. Justin Thomas, for me, he's one of those guys that you're never going to get a super appealing number based on his performance leading into any tournament because it's never bad enough to deter anyone. Uh, I just don't think right now it's good enough to make me want to buy him at that low of a number. The next guy down on the list is Cameron Smith plus 1,400, but we'll save him when we get to outrights because Nate um, likes Cameron Smith and the Masters. Uh, the next guy down the list is Scotty Scheffler. As you said, he overtook number one, winning the uh, Dell match play. He also won uh, the Phoenix Open and the Arnold Palmer, right? Those are the three that he's won this year. Yeah, um, three out of five. Scotty Scheffler is just going nuts. Um, I Another guy my model loves, everyone's model should love, and I wouldn't hate a bet on him. I don't personally have a bet on him in my account, but uh, any thoughts you have about Scotty Scheffler in the spot, uh, Essen? Yeah, if you had a bet on him, the futures market was the way to do it. He's gone from upward of 30 to 1 to down to second by the odds almost everywhere, if not the favorite. Uh, so, yeah, we've lost any value, even though he is probably the best player in the world right now. You know, uh, it hurts to have missed a 30 to 1 for those who missed it and now have to buy the plus 1,200. All right, let's get on to our picks to win here since we're a little uh, pressed for time. Um, again, the third odds uh, the third odds on favorite to win this is Cameron Smith, um, and I know you like him here in this one, Nate. Why don't you give your reasoning for um, sprinkling on Cameron Smith to win the Masters? Yeah, so I think uh, Cameron Smith kind of embodies everything that uh, Eston was talking about. He ranks... Uh, 21st in strokes gained around the game, eighth in approaching the green, third in putting. And he already has two wins on the season. I think he's got the confidence. Uh, my only concern with him is his driving isn't necessarily there, and it's given it's been lengthened. It's pretty long course. He ranks first in scoring average, first in birdie average. Um, and Smith has finished top 15 in two straight masters, and I think he can take it to the next level and uh, – kind of get going if he he's got the putting and the chipping to get there so uh and again that's all you need if he can get hot at third i I don't mind it all right essen i have two favorites two mid-tier guys and two long shots i think me and you are on the same page with one of the favorites my first one here I'm taking Colin Marikawa plus 2,000 to win the Masters. If you remember, the first golf bet that I won was Colin Marikawa to win the British Open. And uh, the people, 
whenever I tell people that I'm into golf betting, the first question that I usually get is, well, who do you like the master to win the masters? And really before they even get the question out of their mouth, I just say Colin Marikawa. In my opinion, not even in my opinion, he's a top five golfer in the world. Actually, that is my opinion. He's a top five golfer in the world. Again, reigning British Open champion, and he's getting roughly the eighth best odds. It's really that simple. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, you know, he for a long time he was in the mix to get to number one in the world. He's number three now, and he's consensus eight or ninth by the odds this week. And as we've seen a Scotty Scheffler, a Cam Smith surge up the odds board, surge up the world rankings, Comework always still in the same spot in the world rankings, and his odds have kept trickling back. So, I don't know if we wait until Wednesday night to then pounce on what could be the highest number, but Komorikawa is absolutely headed in the right direction Direction for betters like you and I, at least. Uh, it's getting more and more profitable. Two-time major winner. He's 25 years old, and he hasn't been in elite form this year, at least by his standards. But of four of his last five wins around the world, so the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, uh, and four of those he had finished outside of the top 20 in his previous event. So don't worry too much about him not having a win this year. Uh, I also got Xander Shoffley as my other favorite to win this. Um, I, he's tied for the eighth best odds, but my mixed model actually has him ahead of Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantley, uh, Dustin Johnson, and Cam Smith. And his course history, he's due for a win here. He's T3. 2021, T17, 2020, and T2, 2019. We know course history is a major part of, or is huge in, at the Masters and at Augusta. So that's my second favorite. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, if what are your other favorites, Eston, and or do you have thoughts on Xander? Yeah, ditto what I just said about Morikawa to Xander. He's coming back in the right direction for a more profitable bet. And yeah, he's a proven Masters contender, a proven Majors contender. His last win on the PGA Tour was three years ago. That's that's the only hiccup. Uh, you know, a guy like Tony Finau takes a lot of backlash for coming close and not being able to win. Xander Shoffley is the same guy. He just is a lot higher perceived in the public image. Um, so yeah, that's that's why he's a no for me. Uh, Victor Hovland has the approach game to do tremendously well here. He isn't great around the greens, but he has gotten a lot better putting. Um, touch on Cam Smith. I missed the boat on that one. He followed the same trend as Scotty Scheffler, where you know the future futures market was where you had to pounce on him a while back. Uh, he's kind of slipped away. Um, among the other favorites, Brooks Kepka is a very popular bet this week. For good reason, he's flashed some form uh, at the match play. He did well. Dustin Johnson also did very well at the match play, a fourth place finish. So we have a lot of these guys. They have been quiet, and they're heating up just in time. So the top of the board is where to go this year. We saw Deku Matsuyama win last year at around plus 6,000. I think we see a much lower number attached to this year's winner. Yeah, I agree. I do find some value in these mid-tier guys, the first of which I'm sprinkling on Will Zalatoris. I got him at plus 3,500 uh, to win, but I know uh, Nate has him as well. So I'm going to talk more about Will Zalatoris and my picks to place, but real quick, what's your rationale for backing Will Zalatoris here, uh, Nate? Yeah, I just think he's got a great combination. So I'm going to play him at plus 300 to finish in the top 10. He's pretty familiar with the 
with Augusta. He finished second in 2021. Um, so he ranked second on the tour in strokes gained approaching the green and first in stroke, strokes gained to the tee. And 11th total in strokes gained. I think this is a good situation for him. He's young. He's got experience at the course. He's striking solid. And, again, I think the familiarity can't go under um, – uh, can't go understated because, I mean, players like Bubba typically do well here. They have the experience. And I think that second place finish last year will help propel him into a pretty good situation here. What other uh, outright winners do you have on your bet slip, if any, Nate? Yeah, I just had Cam Smith. I like the gotcha. odds. and um, Cam Smith and Will Zita, top 10, were my two favorites. All right. My other mid-tier guy is Daniel Berger. Um, in his last 24 rounds, he's fourth in uh, strokes gain around the green, eighth in tee to green, fourth in scrambling, sixth in par four scoring. Um, and and par uh, Augusta has got the third hardest par four um, scoring or course, according to Data Golf. So Daniel Berger and Will Zalatoris are my mid-tier guys. Who else do you have in your bed slip to win this thing, Eston? I'm also on Zalatoris, even though I do think the crowds being back this year could work against him after that strong finish last year. Sam Burns is someone I had to jump on, uh, hovering around plus 5,000 range. Yeah, he's a three-time winner in the last year. Uh, you know, it's his first appearance here, but very few have made their first appearance here as a three-time winner. He's number 11 in the world, and you know, I, he follows, follows that trend of Scheffler and Cameron Smith. The only thing differentiating them really is the lack of experience. Obviously, that's a huge thing here, but uh, not enough to scare me away. Corey Connors, uh, he's placed in the top 10 here each of his last two appearances. He's right around the plus 6,000 range. Third place finish at the match play. Uh, big Corey Connors fan, a great approach game. Uh, putting, inconsistent, but has been better this year than in the past. And that's something that's held them back before. Uh, I have one long shot that I'll give out. I'm, I'm going to publish my official Masters bet slip on Twitter, so check that out. I'll publish that later tonight or maybe Wednesday, uh, April 6th. But one long shot that I like. I like Luke List. Uh, I got him at plus seven, uh, plus 17,500. His last 24, stro- uh, last 24 rounds played, strokes gained first around the green, first tee to green, fourth off the tee, seventh in greens and regulation gained, and eighth in opportunities gained. His blind spots are putting. This guy is absolutely terrible with the putter most of the times. And uh, bad weather and course history. He's only played once as an amateur. However, he is an Augusta National uh, resident, so... Uh, that's my one long shot. Do you have any long shots before we go over to picks to place, Eston? Yeah, I've got Sung JM. Not certainly not that long, but I don't think the winner comes from that long. Unfortunately for you, uh, Sung JM is around plus seventy five hundred. This is a guy he opened at plus six thousand last year. He hasn't played overly poorly. He's just a victim of one of those guys getting dropped down the odds board with these other names rising to the top. And being on a higher percentage of tickets, taking a higher percentage of money from sportsbooks. So uh, we see a guy like Sung JM drop. You know, he's great off the tee. He's great on approach, putting hit and miss, but he's gaining strokes this year in all key areas. Uh, the, the number for me on Sung JM is just way too high, basically anywhere you see it. So jump on him. Good stuff. I love Sung J. I made some money off of him on the farmer's insurance. Nate, I took some of your thunder uh, from this next segment, Picks to Place. Uh, I'm kind of forcing you to talk about one of them, or at least uh, or your Will Zalatoris pick. Do you have any other Picks to Place um, in the in the Masters? 
So I was trying to get a little more research on it. Probably should have done a bit more um, coming into it, but I kind of like Bubba Watson in top 20 at plus 210. I think the experience there, he's won it twice. He's still got a little pep in his step, even though he's over 40 now. Um, I think it's a good course to have experience on. And like I said, I think he's got plenty of pop left and he'll be comfortable being able to still uh, swing it. So I don't hate it at plus 210. All right. Two of my picks to play. So I'm going with Luke List, top 20 as value play and outright insurance, right? He's plus 320 to be top 20. I'm taking Daniel Berger, top 20 at plus 135, more outright insurance. Um, and I'm also taking Will Zalatoris, top 20, plus 130. That's outright insurance as well. And to give more um, stats on him, or I have more stats on him that I think Nate already didn't say. His last 24 rounds, he's first in strokes gain approach, uh, third off uh, tee to green, fourth in greens and regulation uh, gained, seventh and off the tee, and 11th in opportunities gained. He's fourth in my mix model, eight in the stats model. I like Zalatoris, top 20 on top of my outright ticket. Uh, what picks to place do you have on your uh, bet slip, Eston? Again, the top 10 finish for John Rahm, plus 120 is what I have, and that's a bet you can't not make. It's a hedge against any other flyer wild card ticket you want to put out there, including taking Tiger Woods. So that's it's the perfect hedge opportunity. Uh, a couple of top fives on high ranked players. Uh, Victor Hovland. Uh, what do I have him at? Uh, plus four ten. I'd take Colin Morikawa at a similar number to that. Uh, but then outside of you know the placings, I like some of the you know nationality props or the different player pools I like more than the placing props. So Brooks Kepka's top American at 12 plus 1200 is a great one. Sam Burns for top debutante at plus three tennis, three fifty. Uh, another bet I love this week. Oh yeah. I like those. I didn't know if this would go in the picks to place section or if we should do another section for it. I mean, we'll just do it here, but I have uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick top Englishman at plus 300 um, he's 17th in my mixed model, 18th in my stat model. The next closest Englishman is Paul Casey at 30th. So he's got a few spots worth of cushion there. He's the best Englishman by strokes gain off the tee and tee to green in his last 24 rounds played. He's um, first in strokes gain and par five, second in scrambling, and sixth in bogey avoidance. Um, so I like Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think it's a pick to place. Either way, I don't know. Top Englishman um, is my other and my final pick to place outside of, of course, Tiger Woods to make the cut. <laughs> um, anything else on your picks to place, um, Eston? No, that's that's it for my placings. The Masters, you know, I load up a little more heavily on outright winner than I do otherwise, just because. It's more fun to have the winner here than it is the Valero Texas Open or the Valspar Championship. So aim high. It's the Masters. It only comes once a year. Get that winner. Wait, I hit Sam Burns with the Valspar. Are you taking shots at me? Hey, hey, everyone got Sam Burns with the Valspar, buddy. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Do you have any other picks to place, Nate, before we go over to -to head-to-head matchups? Yeah, I didn't have anything on that one. All right, cool. So we'll go over to -to head-to-head matchups. I have three that I'm willing to give here. 
my first one, this is outright insurance. I'm also fading Roy McIlroy, even though Eston kind of had me feeling different. Apparently, a fire truck was involved <laughs> in his um, um, disappointing finish last week. Um, but I'm taking Colin Morikawa. No, no, that was at the, the Honda. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I, I don't, I didn't remember that one, but I'm taking Colin Marikawa over Roy McIlroy. I'm, I'm going to put, or I'm going to take it at plus 110. I think he got up, got up to plus 125. So sharp money or money's coming in on Roy McIlroy. Everyone is anticipating him uh, making a real run at his first or at the Grand Slam. He's won every other major except for uh, the Masters, which has eluded him. Um, there's also talk about him being inspired that Tiger Woods is in uh, the the field, but everyone is inspired by Tiger Woods being in the field. I don't think that adds anything to Roy McIlroy. And to be honest, my eyeball test just tells me McIlroy doesn't look as locked in, and Morikawa, I think, is a better golfer and is at least playing better recently. So I'll take him at plus money. Uh, Eston, do you, what's your first head-to-head? Yeah, I've got Corey Connors at plus 100 against Louis Oosthuizen. And to me, this is you know, obviously good value on Corey Connors as a slight underdog here. But also, he's played nine events this calendar year. Louis Oosthuizen's played five. I think that's going to matter. And Corey Connors has last four. He's made the cut. He's coming off a third-place finish of the match play. Uh, but yeah, it's good value against Louis Oosthuizen. Louis, he got a lot of credit for how he did in the final three majors of last year tends to lead people to forget he tied for 26 that last year's masters so uh given the other major form that didn't start with the masters i'm it's not for me to fade him while connor's has back-to-back top 10 finishes here nate hate to put you on the spot but do you have a head-to-head here uh, i didn't look up too much head-to-head uh oh good I baby just start to start to checking out will and Hey, you're 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 taking class here. It's all good. You're learning some yeah. stuff. So you're soaking you, it in from the legends. You got you got a few picks in there. All good. Just wanted to give you your uh, shine if you had any uh, other picks. So my second head to head, I'm going Justin Thomas um, over John Rom. I got him at minus 105. My model says JT should be the favorite. The market says John Rom. You should probably go with the market right. But if you're gonna give me uh, John, uh, Justin Thomas as an underdog. I'm going to take it. I just frankly don't think he should be an underdog versus anyone. I'll, I'll just won't think about it. I'll just take it. So I'm taking Justin Thomas over John Rahm. It's my second head to head. I have one more. Eston, why don't you give out your remaining head to heads? Yeah, I've got Victor Hovland at minus 110 against Brooks Kepka. Uh, Brooks Kepka is a big liability at a lot of sports books. And one way they're hedging against that is in the matchup markets. So they're putting a lower number on him, putting a better number on a guy like Victor Hovland to get some action on that. So uh, Hovland is in much better form, has far more more recent wins. Uh, yeah, uh, take Victor Hovland. He's definitely in better form with his irons and, and powder. And my last head-to-head is I'm going Xander Shoffley over Jordan Spieth. Same type of theory with Marikawa, just some insurance on his outright. I think he should be able to beat Jordan Spieth pretty comfortably, who just doesn't look as locked in as well. Um, he did finish pretty strong in last week's tournament after barely making the cut. Um, he's shown flashes here or there, but it just swing doesn't look right, and his overall form doesn't look to be as locked in. So I'll go Xander Shoffley as my final head-to-head. 
Uh, but before you get out of here, S, and you know the drill here, you know we like to lock in our best bets in our final segment. We like to call going to the window. So let's head to the window and give out our best bets for the listeners. The Bet Slipping Podcast. All right, so going my to the window. that I feel most strongly about here is Colin Marikawa to win at plus 2,000. Um, I'm going to take Luke List top 20 at plus 320. And I'm going to take Matthew Fitzpatrick, top Englishman, at plus 300. Nate, uh, just remind people your two bets again. Yeah, I got Cam Smith to win it all at plus 1,500. And Will Zalatoris, top 10 at plus 300. All right, Essen, riff on your picks real quick. I have two head-to-heads to give out. You can just give your whole slip or whatever. Okay, Kyle Morikawa to win around plus 2,000. John Rahm, top 10 finish, plus money, as high as plus 120. Uh, and Sam Burns, top debutante, plus 350. And Corey Connors against Louis Hazenus like that as my top matchup, plus 100 value on Corey Connors. All right, I'm going to add Daniel Berger to win at plus 5,000 because I can't both I can't order the same thing as someone else on the, on the menu. So uh, we both are on Colin Markow. I'll take Daniel Berger plus 5,000 also win. I'm taking Justin Thomas over John Rahm at minus 105. I think you can get a better odds if you shop around. And I'm taking Xander Shoffley over Jordan Spieth. That's it. That's your Masters preview. Best of luck to you guys with your fade or follow us. Hopefully we made you smarter. Thank you so much, Eston, to making your triumphant return to the Bed Slipping Podcast. You're welcome back anytime you want. Please say goodbye to our listeners and and uh, so say, hey, say whatever you want. They've missed you. Yeah, thanks, Nate. Thanks, Jeff. And enjoy the Masters. This uh, has the potential to be the greatest, not only Masters of all time, not only greatest golf tournament of all time, uh, the greatest sporting event of all time if Tiger's out there in red on Sunday and then putting on his sixth green jacket and tying Jack Nicklaus. I can't wait. I'm going to be on the couch. Yeah. Uh, Nate, you need to get on me and Eston's wavelength and go bet Tiger Woods right now so we all have something. Yeah, I'll, I'll go bet Tiger Woods after this. I'll throw my bet slip with Tiger Woods on it. All right, Bet Slipping Podcast is an official Tiger Woods podcast. Go Tiger. Peace out, everyone. This is the Bet Slipping Podcast featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slipping Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here.